Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Curry guarded by White. Poole flashes by. Curry gets Williams. Pass over to Poole. Blasting by White. Goes in. Takes the hit from Robert Williams and scores! What a finish! Wow! Now back to 95.7 The Game. A lot of stuff coming in on the Xfinity Mobile text line as we begin hour number three of the four-hour excursion known as the Saturday Devone and Co. Show. Dan Devone, across the table from me, Jim Cozumore. Dan, those two hours flew by because... Dubs Nation is all about this, aren't they? Speaking of Robert Williams, so he came out of the game favoring again that bad knee and didn't return. So, not sure if that's an omen of things to come. Was anyone talking about Robert Williams? Yeah, no, he was... Well, just ch- you said, speaking of Robert Williams, I was just saying, was anyone oh, talking no, about... Oh, no, no. <laughs> the, on the, Tim Roy mentioned Robert Williams. Gotcha. Somebody challenged Robert Williams. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I hear what you're saying. I wasn't listening clearly. From the 925. You I think just, I just make things up to yes, segue? Yes, I do. Just <laughs> random segue. A... Uh, I just slow down the TV and the Xfinity. Then I listen to the radio and turn down the TV volume. It works great. TV's a little ahead of the radio. Thank you. That's what we want from you. That's the way we do it. How about this suggestion? Local broadcasters should be the commentators based on which team is home. Warriors at home, get the local broadcasters. Celtics at home, get the Celtics. What if you reversed it? At Chase Center, you had the Boston announcers. At what used to be known as the Fleet Center, you have the Warrior Garden. TD Garden. You'll never beat a Fleet Marcus, Center. Marcus Smart. Exactly. What if you had my man Fitz and uh, and his partner doing the game? Yeah. I, anytime Fitz comes care? up, I get in trouble. So I'm just okay. I'm, I'm t- you know what? It's because you I'm, don't like Sarah. I read Unipero Sarah. I read this. So way back in the day, apparently they used to do that. So if it'd be a World Series, they would have like with Joe Gargiel and Tony Kubek, they would have the local announcer, whether that was Lon Simmons or whomever, in the booth. Mm-hmm. And then, depending on whether it was a home or away game, uh, whatever the series, 
you know, shifted to if it went to wherever Cincinnati, you would have the guy who was doing play by play for the Reds that year on the network for the World Series. The local broadcast wouldn't do it solo, but we would do it with the two network guys. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they get a local feel for it because he intimately knows the players and you know all the storylines. <laughs> the four one five. You all get Tommy points. Uh, <laughs> it's true. The Tommy points back when Tommy Heinsohn was doing the games with the great Mike Gorman, Fred Flintstone, and he would give out Tommy points to guys who were doing good things on the floor. If you're diving out there, getting a loose ball for your C's, Dan. Let's see here, we've got a lot of stuff that I want to get to. I know that we've teased a ton of stuff that we haven't gotten to, so that's... Did we talk about you getting stoned on BART today? I did not get stoned, but someone was. And every time I ride BART, I'm afraid that if my employer at the, on that day decides to go random drug testing, then I'm going to fail. Why is it that people feel that they can go into a public setting and blaze away? I think it's legal. Not in public settings. No, it's not. I don't think. I don't think. It's like, if I'm walking down market and I'm smoking a cigar... Someone's going to accost me. No, that's true. But if someone's, you know, blowing a spleef, if I could use that phrase. Just just call it dope again. Dope? Smoking their dope on market? <laughs> it's like nobody notices. That's right out of a Starsky and Hutch episode. <laughs> that dope dealer. <laughs> They're dealing dope over on third and market. <laughs> well, that's actually Dragnet, the dope fiend. He is a dope fiend. Uh, you know, thank you for the reminder from the 415. Did you see that Swingers is trending on Twitter? I got to Twitter today, this morning, and uh, tr- sw- trending with Swingers. Now, I am a huge fan of that tremendously brilliant film. I don't know if you watched it. Well, as are you kidding me? It's one of the great films of all time. And I'm excited because I think, well, what is this, the anniversary, like the 30-year anniversary, the 25-year anniversary of Swingers? They're going to bring back a box set or something. I'm thinking this is going to be awesome, even though they don't sell DVDs anymore. <laughs> Box set. Jesus. <laughs> You'll be smoking your dope while you use your box set of <laughs> swingers. Okay. Oh. Get the DVD player out. And so I go to swingers on the tweet box. On your VCR. <laughs> exactly. And under swingers, it's a picture of Steph Curry's mom and dad. And they each have new partners because they're getting a divorce. We feel badly about that, yeah. you know. But if that's what is best for the family, that's fantastic. And someone says they point out that if you think that the new partners for Dell and Sonia or Sonia Curry look familiar, it's because the partners that they now have used to be married themselves. So while Dell and what? Sonia were married. They're each with new people. They're getting a divorce. They're on yes. with their lives. That's fantastic. But the new boyfriend for Sonia and the new girlfriend for Dell used to be married, according to no. what's trending on Twitter. You know what? Yes. That may have just supplanted what Steph did last night in terms of breaking news here at 95.7 The Game. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. That's what Twitter is saying. So if you know this, 888 It's a text line. It's a phone line. Um, we wish the new couples well, but there is a picture of the two people together when they were married, allegedly, according to Twitter, and there's a picture of those people together at the game. Wow. How about that? Maybe this is some sort of weird orgy. They're all intimately familiar with each other. 
And that's what they're saying. Were they swingers? Is that the, how they ah. ended up switching? Is that the story? Is this a Twitter fo- hoax or is this uh, we a might legitimate be the story? Beast here. We might be just taking the bait. We that, might be. Wow. I know. We'll find out. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Feel free to dial us up and weigh in on what's going on with the Golden State Warriors as they have even the series now at two wins apiece after a thriller last night in Beantown and Steph, the hero of the world, doing what Steph things are and what he has to do. But with that said, you head to a Game 5. How pivotal is Game 5 if you're the Golden State Warriors? And is it just up to Steph Curry to will this team to another win? Can they live by having them willed to victory by one guy in particular? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't get the swingers references. They're right. I was looking up swingers. <laughs> What's your favorite scene in that movie? There are so many of them. Is it the one where... You're you're um you're batting around. You're 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 batting around the bunny. You're batting the bunny. You got big fangs. It's that is it that scene? It's the scene where he keeps calling the girl and leaving the message over Who and hasn't over done that? and over. It is so stinking cringeworthy. You gotta um, wait two days. Two days. You gotta wait two days. When are you gonna call her? Thursday. Yeah, it's industry standard. <laughs> I'm telling you that movie, if you have not seen the movie Swingers, it is not a movie, it's an instructional video. On dating. So, it was life in the 90s is what it is. It really is great. And uh, what it, when the guy has the gat, remember they're, they're at some suburban party and he pulls out a gun. What are you, goes, Snoop? What are you, Snoop Dogg? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're in, the, you're in the burbs. You know, you, you can't find trouble. Where I'm from, trouble finds you. You're in the burbs. I think, oh, this scene, my favorite scene? When they make Gretzky's head bleed, when they're playing video oh, games. that's right. That's my favorite. When they make uh, Gretzky's Ronick, it's not me. It's Ronick. <laughs> Why do I got to pay Eat for the you food? Jackals, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gets the chicken. Out. So uh, that's that's just a synopsis of the movie. If you haven't seen it, then go to your local blockbuster. But yeah. essentially, Jim just laid the entire show out for you there. But it's got a really heartwarming end. I forgot the ending. Yeah, it's a heartwarming end. You will. I'm not when they're sitting at the booth. Kinda, yeah, but that girl's giving me mad eyes. She's giving me mad eyes. She's actually looking <laughs> yeah, at her kid. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look at her. She's giving me. Oh, mommy likes. Mommy likes. Doesn't mommy like? Right. <laughs> it is awesome. All right. Uh, so let's get back to the Golden State Warriors. Steph is in a game five. If you're Warrior fan, do you just after game four do you say, "Oh, it's back now"? Steph wills us to victory. Parade route set. Or are you sitting there saying, mm, "It took a Herculean effort." For Steph in Game 4, I'm not sure we can live on that vine any longer. Yeah, somebody's got to step up. But the good thing is, again, that if Clay Thompson, you know, Game 6 is around the corner, if he's got a Game 5 in his bag, Clay Thompson has yet to be Clay Thompson in these NBA Finals. And if you know anything about this guy, you would think that it's a coming. And the same thing with Jordan Poole. He's doing the complete opposite, as we witnessed in the series against Denver and Memphis and Dallas to a certain degree, where he started like gangbusters. Then there was some tape out on him. They said, okay, well, we got to knock this guy around. And he didn't respond and sort of disappeared in the latter half of the, both of those series. And now maybe it's just the it, – it's inverted now with Jordan Poole, where he started slow, and now we're beginning to see him warm a little bit. And for him to be, be – we're beginning to see his eyes – begin to open and recognize the moment isn't too big for him. 
and that maybe he's going to catch fire going forward. But either two of those scenarios, I think, have to take place in order for this team to get to that uh, NBA championship Jordan, or win it. Jordan Poole's in an, an area that he's not familiar with. You've got guys who are familiar with it, and others have been able to feed off that, most specifically Wiggins. you got three guys who get what's going on. They've been this far down the road. They understand what happens on the floor. They also understand the needs off the floor, right? They've already had the scenarios of people trying to call them for tickets, people trying to contact them to say congratulations, network television responsibilities, local television and radio and print media and and whatever, trying to get at them. They know what that's all about. Wiggins seems to be able to feed off that. Lovely picture of him holding his daughter on the floor after game three, uh, by the way. But Jordan Poole doesn't. Is that part of the issue that this can be an an eye-opener for some guys? Because it's a right now this is a global spectacle. Media from around the world are here watching what's happening. Can that maybe in some ways make you shrink like a wilted flower in the moment where you're supposed to shine the most? I know a lot of people are sort of buying into that narrative. I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that as much as I think Boston's defense is really giving this dude a hard time. And I think he's slowly beginning to sort of figure out the Rubik's Cube as we go here. Because uh, there's something about Jordan Poole where I don't think this moment is too big. Certainly at 22, I mean, you know, there's there's times I'm almost certain where he's had to check himself. But I I just think it's, it's Marcus Smart. I think it's Robert Williams. And I think those boys, much like that of what Memphis did to him in the latter part of the series, but I still think that there's another gear that this guy potentially can throw it into. What's up here? As Dan said earlier, it's very pivotable. Did I say that? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I did say that. From the 650. <laughs> uh, at the end of this series, are we going to be saying about Jordan Poole, and you're all grown up, and you're all grown up, and you're all grown up? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Potsy and P-Town. Let's go to Hawaii. You and I have to take a call from Hawaii. It's in the charter of the network. We need to go to Hawaii. Every time you and I are together, we have spent time in in Kailua on Oahu. Did I really say pivotable? I want to do the 650. I think I did. LT in Hawaii. First, as we like to always ask, which island are you on, LT? I'm, I'm at Oahu. Oahu is the place to go. And what city are you in? Are you uh, North Shore? Are you... Uh, Lonnie Kai, are you up on I'm Pillbox? I'm on the leeward side. I'm on the west side. Oh, west side. Brad, are you local? <laughs> yeah. You local. Local I've boy. I've been here 50 years, and uh, uh, the rest of my life was in the, the Bay Area. I grew up there. Long-time Warriors fan. And so I wanted to make a comment on, on Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Total, total vindication. Uh, of his uh, legacy and his reputation from last night's game. But here's the deal. This thing's not over. I want the Warriors to win the whole thing. And the, the, the next game, I believe the Celtics will make an adjustment in their defense, and they're going to blitz Steph. And the rest of the, the guys, Poole, Wiggins, hopefully Draymond, all these guys need to step up because they're going to lock up, lock up Steph, 
and the rest of the guys will need to 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 win the game for the Warriors. And of course, hopefully, Clay, he's still due for the thirty plus game. Hopefully, he can make things up. That's my take on Steph. Uh, I I am so glad that he he had such a game last night. Total vindication, like I said. And can I comment on Draymond? Sure. Only because you're from Dray- Hawaii. Dray- yeah, Draymond. Draymond is suffering a little bit. He's taking on his next career as a podcaster, and I've been listening to to his podcast, and it's he calls it new media, and it's a beautiful thing because he's giving us the full analysis of players, the games, the true game statistics and happening with the game, and it's a beautiful thing. But I believe he's getting down to to the trenches where he's getting perhaps a challenge of this new career and it's impeding his his uh, his game uh, that they need. Draymond needs to shoot and be offensive as well as I hear you, my friend. All right, LT. The best part about it for you is you will see the Warriors in game number five because by you, it starts at three in the afternoon. That's so you ridiculous. won't be able, you won't be asleep uh, as they will on the East Coast on Monday when those kitties will be in bed by halftime when they tip it off at nine Eastern. You know what's great about Hawaii? Like just like what you said, it starts at three p.m. You remember college football? The Rainbow Warriors would play at seven o'clock here. You know, we got a little wine sipping, and then. It's 7 o'clock here, and it's 3 p.m., and the Rainbow Warriors are playing some college football. Isn't that just amazing? You know what? Uh, Sometimes it's that late, late, that super late game, and a lot of your gambling set will lay heavy, heavy money on your Rainbow Warriors because they they lost the Syracuse bet. And, yeah. uh, you know, early in the day, the noon Eastern kickoff. Lost the Michigan State bet. The Michigan State bet. They lost that. Then they lost, like, that Stanford bet. That they laid down and are like, oh man, I got, I got to get it back. <laughs> Go Bulls! I got to get it What's back. What's the line on What's Boise line? State? <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, that, that what, crazy What's the whack. line on Nevada and uh, Hawaii right now? <laughs> exactly. Nevada, Wyoming. They call going it chasing. Out. You're chasing your money at that point. Yep. And believe me, I have talked to a number of chasers on that event, and that's why we love University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior football every Saturday. Jim Leahy on the call. Yes, 888 we got a bunch of phone calls. We want to get right to them. You can join us. You can hit us on the Xfinity mobile text line also. Same number, 888-957-9570. we got uh, Green Ice Tea in Waikiki, who's hitting us up on the Xfinity mobile text line. We are big. You and I are huge in Oahu. They love us. We ought to go out there and do a remote with lays and all. You could wear a muumuu. <laughs> I would. That's that, a big thing in graduations now. Our, our kids yeah, wearing wear those. Moo-moo. You wear an Aloha shirt. The women wear. So they have an Aloha. You haven't seen me. I could wear the muumuu. I could fill that thing out too. I'm a. You're, you're, added a couple of lbs. So, it's Aloha Friday. Every Friday, yep. the men wear the Aloha shirts, and the women get to wear the muumuus. I got two great ones at home. Do you? Yep. And actually, if you were to broadcast on air and do local sports or local television, you get to wear the Aloha shirt on a Friday on television. Actually, an Aloha shirt is sort of accepted attire. If it's a nice Aloha shirt, yeah, it's comparable to a suit and tie. Yep, that's true. Only Where, in Hawaii, wherever you go out to a nice fancy dinner. Yeah, um, 
Let's get more phone calls. 888-957-9570. Let's get a sophomore. He's a sophomore. Sophomore in Pacifica. Welcome in. Are the Celtics in in maybe a a down cycle here, sophomore? Because they have not been here with this group. Do they know how to close games out yet? Right, right. You got it. First of all, I'm getting a twofer because you all read my text on the air a while ago. So thank you. It was pretty funny, too, actually. Good sense of humor. uh, Thank you. Thank you. I, I took a minute on that one, so thank you all. Uh, so my big point is that the Celtics have this bad habit of playing with their food. You know, I heard different commentators say they were happy enough to win one in, in San Francisco. They were happy enough to win one back east, and they have not closed people out well. And the Warriors are not food you can play with. I mean, but all respect to that team. They're like the dang monsters, you know, in the – in the movies, uh, cartoon movies, but they are slack and they got to learn to close out and we're going to teach them to close out because we're going to close them out. And then maybe next time they'll be a little sharper. All right, my friend. Uh, thank you very much. Sophomore. Uh, I appreciate the call on that one. The one thing I will say, and Dan, because this is the kind of broadcaster I am, I was listening to a previous show you and I had done the, I did together. You and I had done together. And I said, Celtics got game one, but championship teams don't say we did our job. Good teams say we did our job, got one or two. Mm. Championship teams go in for two. They didn't go in for two on game number two. They kind of fell flat, and I understand what sophomore is telling us. Is it the lack of experience, or is it more something that has to do of a physical component and the fact that maybe they don't have legs? I saw Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and a lot of these guys settling for shots late in that fourth quarter. Whereas we saw a completely different team in the first three games of the series that just had the energy to go up and down the floor. Now, maybe their shots wouldn't always fall, but it just looked very different as far as them being more perimeter-oriented in this last game, especially late in the contest. And I just wonder again, when we think about that team getting stretched, both physically and emotionally, to seven games against both Milwaukee and Miami, whether that's not going to come into play as we go forward. Uh, let's see here. I've got a couple of things I want to get to on what the Warriors were doing. Um, I've never seen Brian get so much play on the text line. I will say, Brian, with a Y, the millennial, you are you are the number one. T- you're trending on uh, Xfinity Mobile text line right now, 888-957-9570. I don't think I've ever been trending in my life, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's usually what, not a good thing. Actually, you're not a millennial. You're too. You're too young to be a millennial. You're one of these Gen Y. No, X no, millennial people. is 95, so it ends at 95 now. Oh, just right. hit the, just hit the cover on that backdoor cover on backdoor cover, backdoor millennial. That's my guy. <laughs> oh man, um, I'm trying to figure out the direction I want to go right now because we've got a lot more warrior stuff we want to get to, and we want to give credit. Steph is obviously the sun when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, right? Everything revolves around number 30. But there's so many other elements that are important for this team and so many other things that need to be done. By the way, that's so great that you're driving because I know what's running through your head right now. Like, what do I talk about? What do I, I talk about? Exactly. I just get to sit back here and drink my water and just yep. feed me. It's a nice Mom, feeling, a, Dan, huh? Right? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the dunker spot. <laughs> Usually I'm over here yelling at Dan, hey, we got to get to break. We got to get to break. See, I can just <laughs> I know. Coase's head just like – about to explode, trying to come up with something topical here. What do you Luckily, got? we're at the 
Mercy of the Clock. Oh, you Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. And then we get to continue in this vein. Are we going to see less of Draymond Green in the finals after the success had uh, the Warriors had sitting him intermittently in the fourth quarter? Are we about to see less of Draymond Green? That's what we will discuss when we continue. Dan Devone, Jim Cozumore with you until 5 o'clock this evening. We've got a lot more to discuss. You can always get us on the Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570. Brian with a Y getting crushed on that line. You can call us and crush him with your voice, 888-957-9570. Devona Coz on a Saturday, 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Poole takes the handoff down the near wing. Gets Harper, bounce pass, Peyton flies in for a dunk. Two defenders on Poole, Peyton with a slam. Warriors lead by one. Beautifully done. Now back to 95-7, the game. 
A lot of stuff beautifully done by the Golden State Warriors. A lot of great moves by Steve Kerr. Golden State Warriors winning game number four. Come back home for game five with a series knotted up at two apiece. That means they at least will get to a game six. Selfishly, I am hoping for a game seven at Chase where they have their moment. This is Steph's moment to shine. It really came off in game number four. Can it continue on Monday night, game number five? Did you notice that Kenny Atkinson, current Warriors assistant coach, was named the Charlotte Hornets head coach or will become, hasn't been named, but he will become the Hornets next head coach. Did you see that? That's official? Well, it's one of those stories that was leaked. They'll officially make it happen after the finals are over. But this is another Warriors assistant getting a head coaching job. You can go all the way back to Michael Malone when he left to go to Sacramento. He's now in Denver. Sacramento should have never let him go. That was a, of the many dumb moves they've made, that is one of the first dumb moves was to let go of Michael Malone. To make way for George Carl, I believe. I think you might be right. I think they dusted off Carl and propped him up. I think you might be right. And did you see Vladdy Divac sitting courtside at game two, I believe? Was that did that happen? Really? He's trying to get back in the game. He sees yeah. that. Well, he was sees he lying down? Was he flopping? Was he lying down or sitting? He was he was lying down. He actually, yeah, that's what that's how he got noticed because uh, the seven footer went flopping down. <laughs> he, you know, he got up and then he fell down and was trying to draw a foul. Atkinson goes to the Hornets. Yet Alvin Gentry go to the Pelicans. Mike Brown is going to go to the Sacramento Kings. I think Gentry's now in the front office with the Kings. Luke Walton went to the Lakers, then he went to the Kings. Uh, actually, it seems like everyone goes to the Kings from the Warriors and then fails miserably. NBA loves Warriors assistant coaches, don't they? Well, it makes sense, right? Because it's sort of it's sort of like the Rams when Sean McVay took over. It's sort of like the Bill Belichick tree going back to the days of the Packers and Mike Holmgren and Andy Reid and John Gruden, all those guys that were under Holmgren. So we've seen this before, but it's not so much the formula as much as it is the players. Because unlike that of football, there's only five guys on the floor. It's not a 53-man roster. It's like you know 12 guys in your bench. I, I, as much as Kerr has an influence, as does Popovich, this league has always been a player's league. You need the players, and that's why Sacramento sucks. You need great players. You're right. Being a great mind is, you know, is helpful, but you need to have great players. And you might be thinking, oh, you said Elvin Gentry went to the Pelicans. No, well, he did go to the Pelicans originally. He was the Pelicans head coach for four years, I believe, then got fired, then went to the bench again with Golden State before Sacramento hired him. Or did he go to right to an assistant's job with the Sacramento Kings. I think he took over as Luke Walton's lead assistant. Luke Walton got fired. Then he got elevated to head coach of of, uh, Sacramento. But Alvin Gentry at one time was a Warrior assistant. He moved on to an NBA head coaching job. The question is, have any of these guys been successful? Michael Malone, successful. Yeah. Luke Walton? No. He's now a lead assistant in Cleveland. He just got that job. Mike Brown, he moves on to the next job. Has he been successful after his run with LeBron in Cleveland? Yes, he no, has. When he went to the Lakers, I wouldn't say it was successful. I, that was more of a meh. He wasn't necessarily bad, but he wasn't very good either. Alvin Gentry could never get the Pelicans with Anthony Davis. Yeah, I thought deep into the playoffs. Been, I always thought he'd be the guy. I agree. And then he went to Sacramento. He lost that job, moved upstairs. So it'll be interesting to see how Kenny Atkinson does. He had a very good run with the Nets 
when they were not supposed to be good, and he actually yeah. made them competitive. Yeah, I like him. And so I think Charlotte might have gotten a He's a going good into a good situation there. Let's get back to the Golden State Warriors. We know Steph is what it is all about. And if any of these coaches had a player like Steph, it would make their transition to a head coaching job right? much better. But they probably would also like a Draymond Green. Love him or hate him, when he wears your uniform, he can be frustrating, but you'd rather he was wearing your uniform. By the way, can I just go back for a second just yeah, to sort of illustrate my point and how this is about players and situations? Think how close Steve Kerr was going to the New York Knicks and joining Phil Jackson. Yep. Like, everything was done except for him signing on the dotted line. And at the, la- the 25th hour is when, of course, the Golden State Warriors got into the mix and said, hey, we're going to have an opening. Do you want to come out here? How different is his life right now if he went to the, to the Knicks? He would have been fired, what, eight months later? At least a year and a half later, he's done in New York. Yep. They've pulsed through like five coaches since then. And then we're Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr would be back on TNT. I agree with you. Calling games. Yes. Or at ESPN. They would have bought him away from TNT. But you're right. He'd be behind a mic. Yep. That's and all of this doing. in terms of a Hall of Fame and this amazing nope. coaching run doesn't happen. So It's, it's a- like that movie Sliding Doors. You remember that? Back that is what I was just talking about that movie this week with some friends. My wife and some friends, and I mentioned the movie. It is a fantastic yeah. movie. Really, really good. Going back to the Steve Kerr thing, didn't they get him at the airport like that day before he was going to go to New York too to sign the deal with Phil Jackson? Oh, I don't know of the. I don't know of this story. Pretty sure there's a story like he was about to get on a plane too to mm. go to New York and take the Knicks job. Well, he is a smart person. There's no question. He came up in a privileged life, and he is a very bright guy. And he realized he had a really good set of talented people with Golden State. I know Phil Jackson. I'm sure there was a an allure of going to work with Phil Jackson because of their history together and because of Phil Jackson's history, but maybe in some ways for Steve Curry, he's like, you know what, I have to cut my own path. And he did that with Golden State with a bunch of good players. Oh, it was just plug and play with the Warriors, and the Knicks were a nightmare. I mean, he had to look at that roster and go, okay. Yeah. I mean, it already had Steph. Yep. Had they drafted Clay? I believe Clay was already there. I don't Clay think they did. There. No, I don't know if they had drafted – Clay, Clay was there. Was Clay there? Okay. Yeah. So you had a scenario of Kerr looking at two sheets of paper. One had the Nick roster. One had the Warrior roster. And it was going to be, where do I take $5 million a year? Do I take it in Manhattan or do I take it in the Bay Area? That's and I know he's there. a big fan of New York. You know, speaking of New York in that area, the Brooklyn area, Yeah. I just hear reports, and I have buddies and friends out that way, that Steve Nash is – and we like Steve Nash. We always think of him as sort of – Steve Kerr 2.0, if you will. Sure. Way over his head. Really? Yeah, like no idea what's going on. There was, who was, oh, somebody was telling me they were on the bench or just at the end of the bench where their seat was. They're on the floor out there in Brooklyn. And it was, uh, what's the point guard? Dragon Gorga, Dragon Gorich. Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic. Yeah, Goran Dragic. Former Miami Heat, veteran point guard looked over to Nash and said, what are we doing here? We need to do this. And Nash looked at him and basically shrugged his shoulders, looked at his assistants and said, and he said he'd never seen this before. Like, I don't know. In the midst of like a, a, this is a playoff game, Brooklyn versus, you know, uh, who did Brooklyn get swept? Against the Boston Celtics. And if you look at the sideline for the Brooklyn Nets, their list of assistant coaches, it seems, is about 12 deep. Mike D'Antoni, former head coach, Jacques Vaughn, 
former head coach. They've had a lot of big names who, who are on his current staff. He has a deep bench of assistant coaches, many of whom um, have NBA head coaching experience, and I think that's part of the transition. When you hire someone who does not have head coaching experience, Steve Nash, you need someone who someone who understands what decisions you have to make. So he does have a number of people to turn to. That's the one thing you could say about Steve Kerr. I remember talking to one of the Warriors owners at the time, and they were looking. We were, we were at a press conference, and we were off to the side talking. We were looking at Steve Kerr, and he goes, this guy's got a lot of confidence. I said, why do you say that? He says, look at his assistants. He hires the best people mm. in the game who could be head coaches in the NBA because he's not intimidated. He knows he needs bright people around him. He's not afraid that they're going to stab him in the back. A lot of guys in the NBA, if you look at some NBA head coaches, they've got guys on their staff who the next NBA game they go to after they get fired will be with a ticket. Okay? Then they got guys who are lifers in the NBA. Then they got guys who are former NBA head coaches because you know the smart ones, you know the ones who are there to rally and win, not the ones who are there to stick a shiv in you the minute things get a little bumpy on the ride. And Steve Kerr, one of his great attributes is surrounding himself with really good people. You know, getting back to Steve Kerr and the whole Draymond Green, taking him out of the game in the fourth quarter, which never happens, right? The game's still hanging in the balance, and he's made this decision that Draymond is coming out of the game. Not only is he coming out, but he's going to sit a good five minutes. And Draymond was stewing. Draymond did not want to come out of this game. And he didn't even sit down. In fact, he was just sort of standing. There were some that thought he was going to leave the arena. That's how annoyed he was. But again, I saw that as one of those transcendent moments where Steve Kerr, because I've always wondered to myself, you know, does Draymond Green just sort of do as he pleases? The answer to that is no. Steve Kerr, regardless that it's Draymond, regardless that he may go after you in a podcast or even right there on the sidelines, Steve Kerr let everybody know that I am still in charge here. And I know that's Draymond but I don't care. He's not playing well. He's going to sit, and I'm going Kevon Looney. So that's the big issue with Kerr from the other night. He puts Draymond on the bench for four critical minutes in the fourth quarter. Warriors go plus seven on the plus minus in those minutes. Here's Draymond Green from after the game on getting subbed out in the fourth. Definitely never thrilled coming out of the game with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter in a must-win game. I'm not going to sit here and act like I was thrilled. Um, I'm a competitor. At the end of the day, if that's what coach decides, then you roll with it. You know, I had to keep my head in the game. And, you know, whenever I went back in, try to make some plays. And so uh, that was just my mindset. You know, don't make too much of it. I've always been of the on the bandwagon of, you know, if you got something that's rolling, you, you stick with it. So it is what it is. We should isolate his I'm a competitor. Play it alongside Bruce Bochy's he's a competitor. <laughs> and see which one sounds better. So which one sounds more believable? Um, how surprised are you that Draymond was so agreeable after the game to that scenario? Now, I'm assuming, and maybe it's wrong for me to do so, if they lose that game, 107-97, and he misses that four-minute stretch and they go minus seven in that stretch, he ain't as nice. He has no leverage right now. I like Draymond as much as the next guy. But he has no leverage. He has absolutely no cachet right now because if you look at the way he's played over the last couple of games, I felt that was one of the most humbling games for him 
one of the most humbling finals, and, and just quite frankly, the look in his eyes that he's like, I got to go home and do a podcast. He just looked as though Boston got to him in terms of the fans. That sort of, you know, he had no answer. He would have loved to shut them up. That's what he does. Give him the double bird as he did Memphis coming off the floor. <laughs> he had no answer for them. And again, I felt he went a little ben, ben Simmons. It was a hot potato. I don't want the basketball three feet from the hoop because I'm not very good offensively right now. It's gotten in my head. And then he gets put on the bench in the most crucial time of the contest. I think that entire series, especially that game, and I'm talking about the two games in Boston, were a humbling experience for Draymond Green. Boy, if that's the case and you go to a game five at home, are you of the belief that he can muster it back up? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it, he'll be Draymond and he'll he'll feed off of the crowd. He'll get a turnover. Maybe he locks up once again Al Horford in the first possession for a jump ball, and then he starts going nuts again. This is who he is, man. He is he is the ultimate roller coaster. My issue is emotionally. <clears throat> my issue is don't get down on Boston fan. And keep it classy, classy, and keep it classy, all that business. I thought for sure you'd have an issue with that. If you, well, here's my deal. First of all, I'm listening to radio all over the country. You know what the Warriors are looked at as now? The Crybaby Warriors. That was the Crybaby press conference, whining about the Boston fans, yelling at us, saying such horrible things, and his wife is in the crowd and can't handle it, and Draymond's, oh, you can't do that. Draymond's double-burdened fans in Memphis. And he drops the S-bomb with his son sitting right next to him in that same game in the press conference. Yeah, so don't don't tell me that you guys are all high and mighty and clean. You're mean and clean. Look at us. We're the drink-milk team. We're not the drink-milk team, okay? We got a ban- bunch of bad guys too, and I don't mean it like illegal activity. I mean they're just—you got to be a bad man to play in that league at that level, right? You can't be Johnny Soft and play as much as they play. I was surprised. I was surprised to hear from Kerr and Clay that they would go that route, but I think it was just a level of frustration. And if they win that game, the way to handle it was, hey, we've heard worse. We we've, we've won on the road. We've been on the road. You know that's that had no. That had no bearing on the outcome of this game. Next question. That's a good line. I've heard worse from better. Ah, I've been called worse by better people. What was the movie? Since we're talking about swingers, what was the movie? Uh, was it, it wasn't Wedding Crashers, but it was another Vince Vaughn movie. Earmuffs. Are they supposed to go earmuffs? Earmuffs, Old kids. School. Old, Old school. school. Yeah. Earmuffs. Vaughn might have one character in his arsenal, but it's a damn good character. Yeah. He was good in, was it Santa Claus? Or the Santa Claus. Or Fred, Claus. Fred Claus. Fred yeah. Claus. He's also good in Dodgeball, too. That was I was just watching Dodgeball that was the, the other same day. same genre, yeah. But he's got that character that is somehow likable, and he always has some great lines, baby. Always has some great lines. Triple eight nine five. him and Rudy. He was the backup quarterback. That was his initial film role where he met the guy he made the film with. Favreau? Yeah, he met John oh, Favreau. because John Favreau was Rudy's roommate. And Favreau and, um, why does his name escape me? Blah, blah, blah. Come on, the guy we were just talking about. Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, well, uh, Favreau and Vince Vaughn, that's where they met. That's where their friendship started. Ah, I had no idea. And they decided to make this movie Swingers. And in Swingers, they didn't even have permits for a lot of the scenes they were shooting. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so they were shooting scenes, and cops were like, hey, do you have permits? And, you know, Favreau, who's directing the film as well, says, just do the scene. And, I'm, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go look for the permits, and I'm looking for them. And they're just shooting the scene while it's going on. And, well, I can't find them. I guess we're going to have to wrap this up. 
you know, and they got all the shots. So it's a really interesting backstory. That's my, why when they get the box set for your DVD player, Dan, <laughs> I'm going to get you one. My favorite scene is when they they hook up with the two waitresses in Las Vegas, and they're out in some like her trailer. Great scene. And then Vince Vaughn hooks up with one of the girls, and there's Favreau sitting in the other room in this awkward moment because, well, at least I should talk about my peer group. We've all been there in that sort of awkward, well, what do you want to talk about? Meanwhile, someone's making passionate love in the room next door. Yes. Back to Wiggins. I, I agree. We will get back to Wiggins. I like the scene where they're ordering breakfast. breakfast. It says breakfast anytime. And Favreau's character says, I'll have uh, eggs over easy in the age of enlightenment. And it gets no response from the waitress. And he starts talking to uh, Vince Vaughn going, How, why would I do that reference? She's never going to get that. She's a, re- a, a waitress in Vegas. And the waitress walks by and she goes, hold on, Voltaire. I'll be with you in a second. It's a great scene. It's a great line. <laughs> Just faces him up that. right there. Hold on, Voltaire. Or uh, Vince Vaughn's referencing Favreau. And she said, can you set him? Can you set up my boy with somebody? And she's, she's trying to show the depth of John Favreau. And he's like, he's the guy behind the guy. The yes. greatest line yes. ever. Yes. That is it. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it, you got to go see it. Like I said, go to your blockbuster. Rent it. That guy in Oakland. And we, we're getting back to the Warriors is what's going on here. Let's go to Oakland. That guy is there. That guy, you always bring it strong, that guy. So, uh, Dan, you're one of Dan's favorite callers. Oh, he's going to go after me today. <laughs> what is up, fellas? What is up? Hey, but real quick, what happened to Vince, man? That guy was on fire about, what, 10 years ago. I haven't heard from him lately. He's on Larry David. Uh, what is Larry David's show? Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Vince Vaughn's on Curb? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Wow. I haven't seen All right. Curb in a while. I didn't know that because that guy was had, he had one hit right after another for a while there. Yeah, but, he did. Um, yeah. So, Dan, come on, man. Yesterday or was it the day before? One of those days I called in and you were said that you said the Warriors were going down in flames. And I said they have to play smarter. They're older now. They got to play like it's game seven, and they got the heart of a champ. And here here we are, 2-0. So I don't want to dig too much in that, brother, because I know you're a warrior guy. But the thing is, you know, I want to comment on what, what Kerr was doing. That guy is a friggin' genius, an absolute genius. He, he sits Clay, he sits Draymond, and he brings them in on the offense-defense rotation. And... Then he doesn't, you know, they don't go after him too hard for benching him. I mean, the National went after him last night. You should have heard, uh, what's his name, Coleman. He interviewed our, our friend Roz Gold on Day, and he was asking her, he said, hey, you got roots there in, in Golden State. What do you think's going on with Draymond? And she was hysterical. She says, hey, if Mama Green is tweeting out, she doesn't know what the heck's going on with him, how am I going to know what's going on with him? <laughs> That's a good line. But, <laughs> right? No, but so going into going into Monday and next week, I mean, it's a three-game set now. You know, it, it's uh, it's a three-game series, baseball style. You got you got to get two of them, and he's a genius because he sits them, and now they're going to come out on fire because they're not going to get sit sat again. You got, you know, two guys, Clay Draymond. They haven't had the best series, but you know their pride is like, hey, you know, especially you know. Uh, Draymond, who really doesn't have the the injury thing that that, that Clay had, 
He's like, no, this isn't going down again. We're bringing smoke, we're bringing fire, and we're not going to get sat down again. So, you know, and, and I think that's it. He knows he needs these guys. And he, it wasn't a swipe. He was doing what, what, what's good for the team. But he knows what, what they're going to bring now because of what happened. Hey, uh, hey that guy, before, a- before we lose you, let me, just, let me just give my mea culpa. I actually thought of you while watching that game last night. And you know what? <laughs> no, in all honesty, and let me just come clean. Yeah. As much as I right. popped off, I Appreciate sat there, and you know what I said to myself? That guy's right. Really? Yeah. No, in all honesty, because they outsmart. They went Mark to the basically. Tape. Mark the tape. I'm telling you, the Golden State Warriors <laughs> said they played at a higher level in terms of intelligence, and it was their smarts. Right. I think that has much to do with that victory last night as anything else. And that guy nailed it, and I did not. I love it, play that guy. Harder, not play smarter, not harder. You know, they can't they can't run with the young dogs, but they got the intelligence to outsmart them, and, and I think that's what happened. And I think going forward, uh, you know, these guys are going to bring smoke, and it's going to be it, it's going to be on, and they're going to wear out the youngsters. It may go sick. I'm thinking we're going to be playing on Father's Day, though. You guys have a great weekend, Devone. Great talking to you, Coe's Always good to hear you. You're you guys best. take care. Appreciate it. Thanks, that guy. We appreciate it. I'm going to say something that's going to make Warrior fans unhappy. We're re-watching the game as we do this program here on 95.7 The Game. And for those people who complain that the Celtics are getting all the calls, the last minute of the game, Steph goes charging down the lane, gets caught in the air. Al Horford goes straight up. Curry gives him a left forearm shiver and misses that scoop layup. Instead of calling an offensive foul, they call a foul on Horford. Two free throws. And then it looked like Steph fouled Derek White with the corner three on the substitute in the next possession for Boston out of the corner. And it looked like Steph got him on that thing. Should have been three free throws. Come on, man. You can't tell me that the Celtics are getting every call in this game. No, they're letting him play. And they're missing a lot of calls as well. Which I'm okay with if yeah. you do it for both sides. But I know that's going to rankle the uh, Warrior fan out there. But no, it's just, it's, you know. It's no different, and Boston's probably saying the same thing. And it gets back to, I could take it a step further, when you're talking about the local announcers as opposed to the network guys. You know, living in the East Coast in New York, people used to hate Buck when the Yankees were in the World Series. They always felt as though he favored everybody except the New York Yankees. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Yeah, but my point is, is that everybody feels the same way when the network takes over in terms of broadcasters. True. And I think the same holds true if we were to be doing a show in Beantown, Boston's going to say we got job by the referees. They certainly felt that way after game two. So, listen, referees have nothing to do with it. If anything, you should enjoy this because they're letting them play basketball. I agree with you on that. And, and the other point on a, on a announcers, the national guys, yes, they have special access to coaches and players. They do. It's just part of the deal. Okay. But they still will never know the team the way the local announcers know them. No, that's true. So the stuff we get is regurgitated stuff that maybe we've already heard, but it's new to the rest of America. So that can sometimes make the two teams playing fan bases feel like they're both getting jobbed. They're not getting anything fresh. Whereas, you know, Pete in Chicago or or Willie in Detroit, they're hearing it for the first time. Yeah. So... Do I have time for Roxanna now, or should we lead off the next Roxanne. segment with it? Roxanna! Let's hear On Highway 24. Oh, she's on the highway. Yeah, exactly. Highway. Roxanna doing it hands-free. 
What's happening, Roxana? Wait a minute. Is she in a bad cell zone? Tell you what, Roxana, I tell you, hang on there. Uh, let's put her on hold and let's have Roxana resurface with a fresh cell. We want to put her on the line, but we got to take a time out because we're a little up against the clock. Phone calls when we continue. Michael, hang in there. Roxana, we're going to get you on a better cell line. And the four o'clock hour, the fourth, the pivotal fourth hour. Of Dan Devone and Jim Cozum. Fourth quarter, bring it. This is where we, we will do to the station what Steph Curry did to the Boston Celtics yesterday, which is totally decimate everyone straight ahead <laughs> on 95.7 The Game. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.